The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone has had a lovely holiday season and is getting ready for the new year. And um, I know I have. And just enjoying this time of year where it's a great time to reflect. It's a time to reflect on our relationships and, um, of course, a lot of things in our lives. But the last um, last week and then again this week, I purposely had two guests that were here to talk about our soulmates and just calling in that special one, that special partner that we all um sometimes wonder about we wonder if that person is out there for us and I like to do that here at the end of the new of the year before we start a new year um, because it offers a time for us to reflect on what's been going on in our lives during um, this last year and what kind of intention we want to set for ourselves in the new year so I'm hoping that if you caught our interview last week with Catherine Woodward Thomas and then um, today's interview that can help you start to really put some things into perspective, really ask some important questions about what it is that you want to find in your relationships coming up this year. So for those of you that did join us last week, we talked to Catherine Woodward Thomas. She's written a couple of um, bestsellers called Calling in the One and um, Conscious Uncoupling. And she gave us a beautiful interview with a lot of her wisdom and insight about what it takes to clear up the stuff, the ick, all the all the unresolved things inside of us and with our, our prior relationships and just our history um, in our lifetimes um, so that we can find that perfect partner, that, that healing relationship that we need and want. And today we're going to continue that conversation in a different way. Um, we've got a really amazing guest coming on here um, halfway through the show by the name of Ariel Ford. Many of you are probably aware of her because she's written um, several books. She's very well known and and as a relationship expert and in the spiritual community. And um, one of her favorite books that she uh, wrote that I've read is called The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. And um, she is literally one of the gurus that I follow um, and that many people follow to help us understand how to bring in um, a soulmate or this, you know, magnificent, spectacular partner that we all seem to be um, searching for. So we're going to have her on halfway through the show and she's going to answer some questions for us about 
um, what it takes to manifest a soulmate in your life. So I thought that um, for the first part of the show, while we're building up to her coming on with us, I am going to focus a little bit on what things get in the way of finding your soulmate? What kinds of things can happen that I see in my work as a relationship coach and a therapist that keeps people single, keeps them in unhealthy relationships or unhealthy patterns? Um, So we're going to mix a little bit of psychology and with a little bit of spirituality and a little bit of science today. So for those of you who followed me Uh, From the beginning of my show, in the first several shows, we talked about something called the love styles. And many of you may just be joining me here uh, new, and so you may not be familiar with what the love styles are. So I'm going to give a little bit of background about what these are, and then we're going to talk about why the love styles can get in the way or be a help for you if you're trying to find your soulmate or the one for you. So... Essentially, what the love styles are, there's four different love styles, and I base these on something called attachment, and attachment is a psychological concept that um, we, that basically describes the relationship between a parent and a child, or a, a child and their main caregiver. You could be adopted or, you know, have a grandparent or somebody raising you, but it's that, it's it's built in the first few years of life, and it sets the stage for how our adult relationships will play out for us, and it, it really is a description of how comfortable we are or are not with intimacy and um, emotional um, connection with another human being and really in all of our relationships. So essentially what happens in those first few years is that um, let's say a baby has a need that they the baby cries because they're hungry and mom or dad comes and feeds the baby, comforts the baby. And in that moment, that child learns that if I have a need and I express it, I can rely on another human being to come and meet that need and take care of me. So that, of course, happens thousands and thousands of times over those first few years of life um, because we have a lot of needs and really they're all based on survival in the beginning. You know, we need to eat, we need to sleep, we need to be stay warm, we need to be safe. Um, so it, those interactions tell us everything um, on a very biological um innate kind of level, it gets wired into our systems and wired into our brains so that later on in life, we aren't necessarily thinking about this consciously. It's just a purely reactive um, kind of situation that we get into in our relationships based on how this started. So I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible because truly this is something that I could spend many shows on just getting into depth about it. So the four love styles. So one of the main, the, I, I always describe the love styles on a spectrum. So in the middle of the spectrum is what I call the love stabilizer. And this is based on something called a secure attachment. And this is a child whose needs are met really consistently as children. They, um, you know, the parents are warm and loving and nurturing. And most of the time they do a pretty good job at, at taking care of this baby. This child will grow up into their adult relationships and feel pretty secure with themselves and pretty secure in their relationships. They're not afraid of commitment. They're not afraid of intimacy. They express themselves pretty well. They can handle conflict. So this is somebody who's pretty grounded when it comes to relationships with others. 
Now, on the other side of the spectrum is something we call a love resistor. And this is based on uh, something that's called the avoidant attachment. And what happens with this child is that this parent is often really neglectful of the child's needs. They don't meet the child's needs Um, Or if they do, they might be angry, they might be dismissing, they might be upset. So basically what happens with this baby is they have a need, nobody comes to meet it, and they learn that it's not safe to express my needs and it's definitely not safe to trust others. So they kind of turn inwards and they rely on themselves to take care of their needs. And this person goes into adulthood really um, developing a lot of discomfort with intimate relationships. So this is often someone who um, every time they start to get close to a partner, they find reasons not to like this person. Um, they might sabotage it. They they will say, oh, I'm just not really interested in you. Or they go and cheat. Or um, they just don't know how to get past some of the hangups that, that start occurring in their mind that would allow this relationship to progress. So um, love resistors really struggle with maintaining long-term relationships. Sometimes they have a hard time expressing feelings and they can often feel really um, smothered by a lot of intimacy or or closeness with a partner. Um, So on the other side of the spectrum, we have something called the love connector. And the, the love connector is based on the anxious attachment. And what happens with this child is that they are... Um, they get really inconsistent messages as children. So sometimes their parents are there meeting their needs and they're doing a great job. They're nurturing, they're warm. And then sometimes the parents are not there. They're not able to meet their needs or they're critical or, or, or upset. So this baby is getting a lot of mixed signals and it develops a lot of anxiety because they never quite know what they're going to get. And so this this person goes into adulthood having a lot of anxiety about relationships and what they do is they really crave a lot of intimacy and closeness with a partner. And these are people who can often fall fast and deep in love and there's really no limit to the depths of intimacy that that a love connector will go sometimes. And what happens is love connectors, love resistors often find each other. And as you can see, they have very opposing needs. The lovers, love connectors often, um, you know, reaching out for a lot of connection. The love resistor then feels kind of smothered and they pull away, which then increases the love connectors need to connect, which then pushes the love resistor away even more. So as you can see, it becomes a really uncomfortable dance. So I just, I, that's just kind of a little scratching of the surface about what that looks like. Um, and then there's a fourth love style. The fourth love style is what I call the love paralyzer. And the love paralyzer is somebody who, as a child, they get a lot of um, mixed messages as well. But what can happen is you might have a parent who's in a state of anxiety or fear or trauma themselves. So let's say, You know, an example I like to use is a mother who is in a domestic violence relationship and she's often scared of her partner. And every time the baby cries, the mother wants to meet the baby's needs, but because her nervous system is so revved up and in, in such a state of fear, she's giving off this message of fear for the baby. And, and as, as babies, babies pick up on everything. It's not, it's not even about the verbal communication. They're literally feeling um, what the mother or the caregiver is feeling. They're resonating with that on a, on a deeper level. Even our brains are, are, 
are mirroring each other during those years. So the baby's picking up all of this strange kind of emotional tension with the parent. And um, so a love paralyzer will go out into their adult relationships and what will happen is they'll have this idea that they crave relationships, they want that intimacy, and sometimes they can look like a love connector. And then as soon as the intimacy begins, they freeze and they don't know what to do. And a lot of love paralyzers I see don't even date um, because they're just terrified of, of the intimacy and connection. And these people can be a little confusing sometimes because it's sometimes it can look like a love connector or a love resistor, and that can be because of the types of partners that you're dating, because it'll bring out that opposite side of you. But really, this is somebody who who really struggles with moving forward and gets this feeling of just like freezing. They're paralyzed. They don't know how to connect with somebody. So those are the four love styles. And the reason I'm teaching this, um, you're probably sitting here saying, well, what in the heck does this have to do with um, finding my soulmate? Well, it has everything to do with it. These love styles are so embedded in your brain and your nervous system. And the way that I like to explain it is that the love styles are connected into our lizard brain. And the lizard brain is this instinctual part of us that is there in in humans to keep us alive as a species. It's not there to think about modern day dating on Match.com or um, really it's there to keep us safe and it's there to help us connect with somebody for safety reasons as, as humans or it's there to keep us detached from somebody because as a human being, as, a, as the species of humans, we know that we need to stay um, away from people because our needs can't be, meet, can't be met. So if you have this lizard brain getting in the way all the time and you're not aware that it's getting in the way, you can be pushing away partners that could possibly be your soulmate. And that's especially true for somebody who is a love resistor or a love paralyzer. You may be sabotaging your relationships with people who could be somebody that could be that one for you. Or love connectors can push people away because they get attached to people who might be really unhealthy for them. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to go more into depth about how exactly you can apply the psychology of attachment and the love styles to finding your soulmate. We'll be back here in a minute. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You 
are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello, welcome back. This is Shelly, and we are here talking about finding your soulmate and in particular here in the first part of the show I'm talking about the love styles and how psychology and the science of attachment can keep you from finding the soulmate that you're meant to be with and um, if you're just joining us now I mentioned that at uh, at halfway through the show we're going to have Ariel Ford joining us where we're going to talk about her idea of how to manifest a soulmate and she's truly an expert at this so I'm going to go back and and finish up talking about the love styles and how this can get in the way Um, what I thought I would do is I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story with you so that you can understand how this happens. Um, For those of you that have listened before, you've probably heard about me talking about my love style. So I was a love connector. I am a love connector. And really for most of my adult life, I had no idea that that was ruling me. And I was a therapist and I worked with attachment a lot and I just wasn't connecting the pieces Um, on how this was affecting my relationships, my marriage, or my dating. Um, And so once I finally had this aha moment, like, hello, Shelly, this is something you know, why are you not seeing this? Um, I really started to do the work. And that's why I'm really passionate about sharing this with people, because I know how big of a problem it can be in your relationships. So as a love connector, I, um, what happens with a love connector's brain is that you can get really attached to somebody and it's almost like your brain can put you into this fog and you can put somebody up on a pedestal that really doesn't belong on a pedestal. And the reason for that is because that lizard brain is what, like, as soon as you start to like somebody, that lizard brain goes into full blown, like power mode and they're like okay we're going to make this person look awesome because you need to attach because this is the only way you're going to survive so the lizard brain in in a love connector can make somebody who's really ugly look really hot and I mean that not just physically but but um in every every sense of the word and your gut might be saying like "Mm, something's off with this person but because your lizard brain's in charge and it wants you to connect it's saying no this is it this is the one um so I was married to somebody for 10 years we were together for 12 and um it wasn't that every single day was miserable but it it really was not a happy marriage and and much of the time I kept thinking well this is just as good as it gets there's nothing better out there even though I saw these better relationships in other people and my lizard brain, my connector brain really took over and it, it, it made up a lot of stories for me to be able to stay in this miserable relationship for way too long and um, not get my needs met, not feel happy, not feel fulfilled. Um, And it wasn't until I left that relationship and then started doing more work and understanding this that I realized that that's what kept me in there so long. That's what happens with a love connector's brain. Um, I also had another relationship with another love connector where we were both 
kind of high on the love connector drug, I'll call it, and two love connectors together can be really um, amazing in the beginning because you can fall fast and deep in love and think everything's wonderful, but then love connectors can also go into a lot of um, hard times when they might get a sense that a partner's not meeting their needs and the love connector's brain can make them pull away in ways that they don't mean to pull away. So that really was getting in my way of finding a healthy relationship. It was getting in the way of me finding my soulmate. And um, it wasn't until I started clearing that up and being aware of how my love connector brain was dictating um, my relationships that I started changing the kind of people that I dated and changing the kind of people that I allowed into my life. I had to clean up my psychology. I had to clean up my biology in order for the spiritual or the woo-woo or whatever you want to call it to make its way in to me, into my heart, into my life. And um, it's a magical process when you start to see that, um, you know, to, to shed yourself of those limiting lizard belief kind of behaviors and open yourself up to the possibilities of what love can really look like. So, Another way to kind of, you know, I, I gave you this example of the love connector um, and you love connectors that are listening probably can understand that. Now, um, for love resistors, the way that, that you would want to look at this is that um, if you, your brain is wired to disconnect from people like the love connector, we're wired to connect. We put everyone on a pedestal. They're good. They're in our lives. Doesn't matter who it is. Now, love resistors, your brain is completely opposite of that. What happens is you might have somebody that you think is pretty awesome when you first start dating them, um, but soon, as soon as you start to develop some feelings or even the, the possibility that there could be feelings there, your brain is like this crazy radar system that starts to go off, and it gives you these messages that... Mm, I don't like the way this person dresses or I don't like the way he chooses food or God, she's so needy all the time. Like you start focusing on these either really superficial things or you'll hone in on something that that is going to make your relationship become disconnected. And I the I see love resistors struggle with this so much. Like they can so badly want something to, you know, they want this relationship, but this like their their lizard brain plays tricks on them just like with the love connector our lizard brain plays tricks and puts people on pedestals you devalue people if you're if you're a love resistor that's the trick that your brain is going to play on you so if you're devaluing somebody that actually has you know this bright light around them and they could be your soulmate but because your lizard brain is saying don't connect don't connect don't trust don't reach out don't get intimate you're going to push this person away. What a scary thought, right? Like your soulmate could be right in front of you. And because your lizard brain is in charge, you're pushing this partner away. It, it breaks my heart to even see that. And I've seen that with people before. And I know even personally, I've had relationships that had such beautiful potential. Um, but because as a love connector, um, I was dating a lot of love resistors that the, the potential could never be recognized. Thank God, because really that's a really difficult connection to make. But um, you, I think you get the point. Like that, um, 
that lizard brain, for whatever our attachment style is, can really get in the way of these things. And love paralyzers, you're the same way. You can get so dictated by that fearful, paralyzed state that, A, you're not even going out and dating um, because you're terrified of it or your brain's playing these tricks on you and saying, oh, I just don't like to date. Dating's too much. It's difficult. I don't like online dating. Like you might have a lot of rules around why you don't date or a lot of ideas around that. And um, or you get started with somebody and you freeze. And the difference that I like to say between the love paralyzer and the love resistor, just to kind of clarify this, is love resistors. sometimes can have a more subtle, like uh, slowly kind of not liking this person or they never even get into liking somebody in the beginning. They might be just serial daters and that's just how they roll. Like that's just how they function in their lives. Now, love paralyzers, they can let themselves get into this place of intimacy if they if they are actually dating people, but they're going to get a really quick frozen kind of feeling. And, and it's, it's different. It's not like you're really seeing somebody in a bad light. It's more of like your ability to connect just shuts down all of a sudden. And you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I can't move forward with this. I'm paralyzed. Um, so that's, of course, another way that you can get yourself into trouble if you're searching for your soulmate. You've got to be able to do the work to understand that your attachment system is sabotaging your relationships. Now, I haven't really talked about the love stabilizer. I will talk about that here. The love stabilizer, the reason I don't give you people that much attention is because you generally are doing a pretty good job at relationships. These are people who are usually in a lot of or one long-term relationship or several long-term relationships, and they do good. And it doesn't mean love stabilizers don't get their hearts broken. They certainly do. But the lizard brain is not getting in the way with a love stabilizer. Other things might be getting in the way. Limiting beliefs, low self-esteem, maybe you just make some poor choices with partners for God knows what reasons we do that. Um, But that's typically your lizard brain, your attachment brain, your love style is not usually the reason why you're not bringing the soulmate in. So um, if you're a love stabilizer and you're having an okay time, um, you know, with relationships, or you're even just having a hard time, I would say don't worry too much about your attachment style. Um, Start looking at these other things, which we often are, um, you know, focusing on in our relationships, um, or in all these things I've been talking about over the last, you know, couple of months in this talk show. Um, Is it your self-esteem? Is it, um, you know, you're just dating the wrong types of partners, not looking for the, the kind of people that would really be fulfilling for you? So um, I know I just threw a lot of information out there. Um, If your head is spinning and you're like, whoa, that's a lot of information, I am, again, very passionate about teaching people about the love style. So you can certainly go to my website at thelovestrategist.com and you can find more information. I have a lot of blog articles that are out there. I also have a love style quiz that um, if you're on the Voice America webpage for my talk show, um, right above my picture is the link to the love style quiz. So you can take that. That's also on my website. That'll help you know what your love style is. 
um, so that you can get a better idea of, uh, you know, what I'm talking about here if you're unclear and how to start working on this. So um, what other suggestions? I'm trying to think of some other ideas that could be helpful for you when we try to connect these things um, bef- with the love styles. The I, I do want to say that our love styles are very much a foundation of our lives. And the research shows that about 75%, 75 to 80% of us stay in our main attachment style for most of our lives. And 25 to 30% of people can change their love styles and they can be changed a couple of ways. One way is through doing therapy or coaching and gaining self-awareness, having that understanding of, whoa, this is what comes up when my love style is in charge and this is how I can manage it. That is entirely possible. That's what I do every day of my life. I've learned about my love style. I know it like the back of my hand and I manage it um, like crazy and it doesn't get in the way of my relationships anymore. Um, the other way that it can be changed is sometimes by default, what can happen is you might have a certain love style and let's say you're a love stabilizer and you get into a relationship with a really, um, really strong love resistor who cheats on you all the time and your heart is so broken that you become more of a love connector because you can't trust after that. So you go into this place of getting really anxious around relationships. So that's another way your love style can be changed. So we're going to stop on that note because we're going to take a quick commercial break here. And when we come back, we are going to have Ariel Ford on the line with us so that we can move from psychology into exactly what we need to do to manifest our soulmates into our lives. So thanks for listening. Again, check me out at thelovestrategist.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Attention, if you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and you are joining us here 
on our Manifesting Soulmate uh, show, and we have Ariel Ford on the line. I'm very excited to have you here, Ariel. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I had done a brief introduction in the beginning um, of the show, but I'll introduce you again now that we've got you here. Um, Ariel is really one of the the expert gurus that I w- that I would say most of us in the relationship and law of attraction spiritual kind of communities really look up to her because she knows her stuff and she's got um, her work is amazing. I know people who've gone through her through her workshops and have done um, some amazing things in finding their soulmate. So I know you've written the book, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction, and you've got other books out there. And wow, I'm just excited to have you here. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Yeah. So I there's a lot of questions. I In the beginning of the show, I talked about psychology and attachment and how that is this whole different side of like I just really believe people have to clear up their stuff sometimes because it can get in the way of manifesting and and using the law of attraction is one of my beliefs but I really want to open up the floor here to you and ask your expertise I, I guess Maybe one of the first questions that I have is tell us exactly what is a soulmate and what we can do to start looking for this person. Sure. Well, I believe that first and foremost, a soulmate is somebody you can completely be yourself with, somebody with whom you share unconditional love. And when you look into their eyes, you have the experience of being home. And if you accept that definition, then the super good news is that all of us already have many, many soulmates in our lives. It could be our kids, our parents, our siblings, business partners, friends, even cats and dogs. And if you're looking to have a romantic soulmate, one of the fastest ways to make that happen is by creating a daily practice of putting your attention on all the love you already have in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is... One of the biggest mistakes single people make because the law of attraction states we draw to us the people, places, and experiences that match our state of being. And the law of attraction is always working, just like the law of gravity is always working, whether or not you're aware of it. So when you're focused on all the love you already have, The universe gives you more love, and it makes your heart magnetic to romantic love. And conversely, if you're focused on where is he, where is she, love is missing, I'm so lonely, all you're going to have is more of the experience of missing. So that's, that's where I like to start with people, because they're living like something's wrong, something's missing. And when you can fill yourself up with the truth, which is there's more than enough love in the world for everybody, just like in the Western world, we know without any doubt that there's enough fresh air to breathe and enough clean water to drink. There's more than enough love for all of us. That's when you can get really powerful about manifesting a romantic soulmate life partner. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree. And I think... um, you know, what I see with a lot of the single people that I work with, they, it's like they get that on the, on a cognitive level that that, 
is how it works, but they still get caught up in those feelings of loneliness, like especially right now during the holidays, you know, people yeah, get really and, and down about normal. it. That's totally yeah. normal. But the difference is that you can, you can go and have a pity party and wallow in those feelings, or you can choose to become an emotionally mature adult and then notice when you're having the feelings. Don't suppress them. Don't ignore them. But give yourself a time limit. So what I like to do is, you know, if I'm spiraling down and I'm not feeling the way I want to feel, I set a timer, whether it's an egg timer on my phone. I set a timer for three minutes. And I allow myself to go down the rabbit hole and have these feelings completely, like just dive deep. And, and I exaggerate them. So let's say you're feeling really lonely and unlovable then I would do a self-talk thing that is, you know what, you are the most unlovable human being that ever lived. It's not even possible that there's somebody out there who could, could value you or love you. You're such a mess. You're such a loser. You're so unlucky in love. You're the only person out of 7.2 billion people that God wants to be miserable. Like, really, go <laughs> deep. And if you do that correctly, you won't be able to do it for three minutes. You will actually start to laugh because your rational mind will kick in and know that it's not true. But the value of doing it is it lets the steam off like a pressure cooker. You know, you've allowed yourself to fully experience this sensation, whatever it is. And then what I would do is go stand in front of a mirror, look at yourself, and start, you know, blow yourself a kiss and say, you know what, I really do love you. I may not love you 24-7, but here's what I love about you, and fill yourself back up. So that's how I deal with people who don't automatically get to love's possible for them. I love that. It's such a powerful technique. And it works, you know. It it works with everything because suppressing something doesn't work. It just leaks out in passive-aggressive ways. So let yourself feel what you're feeling, but just don't let it go more than three minutes. Right, right. So I'm curious. So, like, how did you manifest? How did you get to this point? Did, were you always good at this? Or what's <laughs> it, your story? You know, it's it's such a funny story, Shelley. Because 30 years ago, I I moved from Miami to Los Angeles, and I read a book on the very long plane ride that was. Oh, God, I can't even remember the name of the book right this second. But basically, this was before it was called Law of Attraction. It taught manifestation Mm -hmm. techniques. And I just absorbed this book. And when I landed in L.A., I needed three things right away. I needed a job, a place to live, and a friend. And using the Law of Attraction techniques within three, not three weeks, within ten days, I had landed all three. So I started studying this, and I used it to build a very, very big business. I was a a book publicist and a literary agent for many years, and all of my clients you've probably heard of, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Neil Donald Walsh, Don Miguel Ruiz, Gary Zukav. I, I had this super, super successful business. And then one day I woke up at the age of 43 and had this unbelievable thought, which was, oh, my God, I forgot to get married. <laughs> and, and I was shocked. And oh, wow. when I examined what had happened with my life, I realized I'd been totally focused on my career. So I began mm-hmm. to wonder, what if all the techniques and processes and prayers and rituals I used to manifest my business, what it, would they work on my love life? And I had no idea. 
but they did. They worked brilliantly, and I became a first-time bride at the age of 44. Wow, I love it. Yeah, it it was amazing. And then what happened was every single woman over 40 started asking me, well, how did you do that? You know, how do I get a Brian? And I started to share my process, and uh, one thing led to another, and it became a book, and the book is now in 21 languages in 40 countries, and then I started speaking and teaching workshops, and then I closed my business down because I didn't want to do PR and agenting anymore, and, and now it's become a career. So it wasn't like I had this life plan. Somebody had a plan for me. I didn't have this plan for me, but it right. just sort of evolved because this stuff works, and it, does, it works for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're you know, old, fat, poor, divorced four times, it doesn't matter. It absolutely works. But there's a formula to it, and there's a way to work it. And, and I, from the little I know about you, from the work you do, you prepare people to do the work properly. Because if you right. have all kinds of love blocks or beliefs that are in the way, you'll get what you've always gotten. But if you right. marry up the, the law of attraction... With some, with some healthy habits, you know, you can make it work for you pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, so if we have some people who aren't really um, versed in the law of attraction, can you give us some simple um, strategies to help people yeah, understand and, how they can apply this? And you don't have to actually believe any of this. It's just, mm-hmm. it just exists and it works. Yeah. So you you want to have clarity. That's the number one thing you need. So let's say you're clear, you're ready for a soulmate life partner, okay? But if, let me give you an analogy. Let's say you walked into Starbucks today and you went up to the barista and you said, hi, I'm thirsty, and nothing else. Right. They would look at you like you're crazy. Well, do you want a hot drink, a cold drink, a milk drink? What do you want, you know? But if you walked up to the barista and said, you know what, I'd like a tall, half-decaf soy latte with extra foam and two stevias, in three minutes you would get your exact drink. So you want to place an order with the universe, but first you have to know what your soul is calling for. What are the heart traits and qualities you most need in a relationship. And this is where people are really screwed up, Shelley. This uh-huh. is where they don't get it. They think, oh, I'd like a guy 6'2", dark hair, blue eyes, makes $300,000 a year or more working as a lawyer. Uh, he likes to hike and bike and blah, 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 you know. And they have no idea if that formula will make them happy. But if they're mature enough, they'll, they might say, oh, I need a guy who... Is, uh, is really uh, kind and compassionate and loves family and will be devoted to me and supportive of my career and we both want to live in um, Santa Fe, you know, and have three kids, okay? Mm-hmm. That's more doable. Otherwise, yeah. you're just setting up a bunch of things that don't contribute to your long-term happiness. So first you have to know yourself. And then you don't want to manifest the male version of yourself or the female version of yourself because, as you know, opposites do attract. You need to have some polarity in order to have a sex life. Right. (laughs) Otherwise, you might as well just have a good gay friend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, And so, you know, having clarity is the very, very first step. Once you have clarity, then I suggest making a soulmate wish list. 
And this would have your must-haves and your deal-breakers. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, a must-have on my list was generosity. Now, when I say generosity, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about I knew that what my soul was most calling for was a man that was generous with his attention, his affection, mm-hmm. his appreciation, his time, and his love. Yeah. That was the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I also knew on my uh, deal breakers, I couldn't have some, somebody who was a liar or a cheater or into an unhealthy lifestyle. Right. You know, so, you know, if yeah. you have your five or six must-haves or your five or six, you know, uh, deal breakers, then you can get really clear and then you can write it all out and you can do a ritual to release it to the universe. Mm-hmm. I burned mine and put the ashes in the ocean but there's a million other things to do i'm going to stop i'm going to stop us right there for a quick commercial break so when we come back we'll we'll ask what the other ones are so we'll be back in a minute again you can find me at the lovestrategist.com streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Welcome back. Uh, this is Shelley, and we are interviewing Ariel Ford here today. And before we broke, we took a commercial break. Ariel was telling us some of the um, specific things that we can do to start attracting in a soulmate. So we were talking about getting clear, having clarity on what you want, and then making your soulmate wish list um, with your must-haves and your deal breakers. And then Ariel, what else can we do? Well. You need to start living as if. So when you're living as if, your behavior follows your belief. So if your belief is, I'm ready to have a soulmate life partner, and my soulmate life partner is out there, and he or she is also looking for me, then what could you be doing on a daily basis to show the universe that, that you're in this place of anticipation, excitement, and expectation? So it might be as simple as, 
you know, buying tickets to um, plays or concerts that are coming up in the future. Uh, and if those days come and your soulmate's not there yet, take a friend. Or when somebody invites you to a formal event and there's an RSVP card, put down plus one, even though you don't know their name. Or you might buy them um, greeting cards, happy birthday, Valentine's Day, anniversary cards, I love you just because cards, and start collecting them knowing that someday you'll be filling them out. So living as if is an important thing as opposed to whining, bitching, moaning, oh my God, where is he, where is she, they're late, which just reinforces the idea that something's missing, which you'll never get. Right. So those are, those are some of the, the critical things. And, and my book, The Soulmate Secret, has the entire program in it. And on Amazon, it's $12. So if you're serious, spend $12. <laughs> Give this a try. It absolutely works. Uh, and it's lots of fun to do. So worth it. I love it. Um, so those are some great suggestions. And I, I know personally, I have used a lot of these things. And I swear by them. Um, you know, I always like to um, tell people, you know, I, I combine the show with a lot of spiritual kind of um, messages, but then we also talk about psychology and science, and truly, I believe we're, it's all the same stuff. Um, but I always like to say, like, this isn't just this woo-woo kind of crazy stuff that people believe. It works. It really does work. For whatever reason you want to believe that it does, um, it's it's magic the way that these things well, can pull people in. And it's in. also quantum physics, and let me tell you yeah. that piece of it. So, um, you know, in quantum physics, they have what is called the unified field, mm-hmm. or my friend Greg Braden calls it the divine matrix. So in the divine matrix, everything and everyone is already connected, and there is no time. The past, the present, and the future are all happening in the now moment. So when you know this, which the quantum physicists have already proven, the truth is you are already connected to your soulmate on the unseen plane. So mm-hmm. you can start your relationship today by closing your eyes and talking to them. So even though you don't know what they look like or where they live or what their name is, on a heart level, you can connect to them and begin the conversation and tell them that the welcome mat is open, that you're ready for them to show up in the 3D world. But until you do connect in the 3D world, you will connect on this inner plane. I call it love before first sight. Oh, I like that. That's great. Love before first sight. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Stuff. And that's how everything is manifested, you know. So it wasn't, uh-huh. when I was building my business, I at one point didn't really know what I wanted to focus on. All mm-hmm. I did know was that I wanted to represent people, places, and things that were contributing to the involvement of the planet. And I focused on what it would feel like to have that kind of business. And then the details weren't important. The, the, the clients just fell in my lap. They just walked mm-hmm. through the door. The synchronicities were incredible. You know, I didn't know their names, but when I met them, I recognized them because I had been talking to them on the unseen planes. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Love before first sight. That's good. I wanted to to ask another question. Um, during the break, Ariel and I were talking a little bit about how I was pulling in this idea of attachment and how people can be 
you know, really anxious sometimes, or, you know, we struggle with that lizard brain that gets in the way of, um, you know, trying to set the stage for bringing these things into our lives or our soulmate into our lives. And um, I asked Ariel, like, you know, what do you do if somebody's always anxious like that? Like, I try to help people manage that piece so it can, you can open yourself up to be in a more peaceful place and, and really be in this emotional place where you can invite love in or invite in these other things that you want to attract in your life. So, Ariel, can you share with us your wisdom on what you would suggest for people yeah, to do that I, struggle you know, with this? I believe in outing yourself right away. You mm-hmm. know? Yes. So, you know, if you show up for a date and you're nervous, you know, you could just say, you know what? I'm I'm just one of these sort of slightly goofy, crazy people <laughs> that gets nervous really easily. So I'm just going to tell you, I might spill my coffee all over the table. <laughs> I might stand up to go to the bathroom and fall down. Don't think it's your fault. I just am kind of wired up this way. And you're, you're either going to love it or hate it. We'll find out. Love it. Yep. You know, like That's I'm a it. really messy eater. I'm just a total, and I'm a slob. You know, so I just always yeah. told people, you know, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but I'll probably steal some of your French fries. I'm <laughs> going to get my food all over me, and I might get it on you, too, and it's not a fixable problem. Mm-hmm. I hope you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love about that? Like, I, I totally agree, and I, I I try to help people. It, like, to me, you just be authentic. Like, it's okay to be who you are and to put it out there and to trust that the right person is going to love that about you. They're going to love that you spill your food on you or eat their French fries. And what I hear you saying, Ariel, is that when you do something like that, it comes from this place of self-love and self-acceptance. And that is the breeding ground for bringing in love. You know, if we start with loving ourselves and being okay and putting that out in the world, then that's how the law of attraction works. It's going to, it's right, a magnet. You're that never going to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect, you know. And chances are, you know, like for me, I'm a real slob. So who did I end up with? Somebody who's kind of like things clean and orderly, you know. But he figured <laughs> right. out pretty quickly he was going to spend his life cleaning up after me because I just don't see things the way he sees them with a more critical eye. Like, you know, I'll open a drawer and then I'll close it three quarters of a way and I'll never think about it. I don't even know that it's not fully shut. He'll be right behind me closing it all the way, you know. Uh, and then he does stuff that drives me crazy. I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person, so uh-huh. loud noises make me crazy. He always has all the TVs in the house on on really loud, and I'm always running around with the remote control turning him down or turning him off. Uh-huh. You know, but that's what a relationship is. It's a dance. You know, it's not making somebody wrong or killing him off or thinking your way is the only way. It's about, you know, learning learning to pick your fights, you know, keep them for the right. big stuff. And the rest of the time, you know what? You know, Brian just likes things really loud. I, yeah. think, I like things dark and quiet, <laughs> you know, and, and we, we right. work it out. Right, right. I love it. That's that's the magic of a relationship for sure. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. I my last right. book was called Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate because here's the truth, listeners. Listen up. Manifesting the soulmate, this is the easy part. Uh, Learning to yes. live with them and love them in spite of their craziness. This is where the real work is. So enjoy uh. the manifestation part because <laughs> it's the easy part. 
Totally agree. That's such great advice. And now I need to read that book. That's awesome. Oh, well, you know, I'm so happy I wrote it. it. It's it's all the things I didn't know. When I was a first-time bride at 44, I showed up with zero partnership skills. All I was good at was being the boss. And being the <laughs> boss doesn't mm. work when you're with an alpha male. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Love it. So we're almost out of time here, Ariel. How can people find you if they want to work with you or know more about you? A um, couple of different things. My my website is soulmatesecret.com, soulmatesecret.com, and you can get free chapters to turn your mate into your soulmate on that site. I also have a seven-week online course, which is available at soulmatepassion.com, soulmatepassion.com. So I'm easy to find, and um, the last thing I want to say to everybody is that the one thing I know with 100% certainty is that if you have the desire for big love in your life, to have, spend your life with a loving soulmate partner, it's possible. There's no reason why. There, I don't care if you're the smartest, richest, most beautiful human being on the planet and you think there's nobody out there for you. You're wrong, and I don't care if you're 200 pounds overweight. There's somebody out there for you, and they're looking for you, and it's your job to make yourself visible. I love that. Thank you so much, Ariel. What a great interview with you today. Guys, we're done. We'll be back next week. We're going to be interviewing Mark's definition about um, relationship minimalism and how to turn women on. So uh, definitely join us. Again, thanks, Ariel. If you want to find me at thelovestrategist.com, check out the website. We'll see you next week. Have a great new year. you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved.